0: Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound podcast, where we explore the muse and music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, on the Island of Long here in New York. I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. Mike Nugent is my guest today and his reputation as a producer, singer-songwriter, guitarist extraordinaire precedes him. Fellow musicians recognize his talent as he's known to add spice and a wonderful flavor to every song he plays. Collaboration and kindness are at his core, packaged in a gentle man with an infectious smile. Mike truly believes that music can help heal this world. For full disclosure, Mike is my guitar teacher and friend as I feel blessed to spend time with him. Mike has played with some of the most notable bands for decades on Long Island, starting with Wes Houston and the All-Star Space Band, The Sheiks, the Stanton Anderson Band, Cadillac Moon, The Walkers, and many more. His generous spirit is reflected in the music he produces in conjunction with the many talented artists from Long Island and abroad. In this episode, we will dive into two of Mike's original songs from his newly released album, Everything is going to be okay. And get Mike's take on the Long Island Sound. Enjoy. Welcome to the Long Island Sound podcast, and I want to welcome a very special guest, Mike Nugent, to the program. Hey, Mike. Thanks for being here. Hey, Steve. How are you, brother? Uh, Wonderful. I tell you, I was really excited uh, about Mike being my First interviewee uh, on the Long Island Sound because, really, Mike is the Johnny Appleseed of uh, the Long Island Sound, in my opinion. He's played uh, all over the island. Uh, You've heard a little bit in the promo as far as what he's done. But let's hear from Mike. Mike, tell me, like, how did you get in the business? When did you play live first? Give me some uh, foundation of who Mike Nugent is.
1: I guess some of my first live playing was in grammar school for the Christmas shows. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. Where was grammar school? Was it on the island, Mike? Uh, Queens. Queens. The All right. Well, Queens. That is New Queens York City, Village. but uh, I That's guess we will we'll consider it geographically Long Island, so you, <laughs> Right, you, you, geographically. Yeah. Story. <laughs> so so you started uh, started in school. Um, did you have lessons? Uh, yeah, you, yeah.
1: I had I had, you know, I took guitar lessons when I first started. You know, I wasn't practicing, so my parents made me stop. And then I missed it, and I started again, and that was
0: it. That's know. right. How old were you when you started, Mike? Uh,
1: Eleven or twelve.
0: Okay, that's like that. that's yeah. that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I know a lot of the people in the audience like myself. I picked up the guitar early and got extremely frustrated and put it down for years and let it collect dust, and then uh, finally started to pick it up again and and, and learn it. So, um, so who are your influences? Uh, you know, musically. Well.
1: What really, I guess, got me started, I'm a little, little younger than the, the real the Elvis generation. Okay. But not really, just a little. But, uh, Ricky Nelson, at the end of the Ozzie and Harriet show, he'd, he would always play. Oh, sure. It turned out it was, that was James Burton, I think, on playing the telly all the time. Wow. You know? wow. So that was, I, you know, we'd watch a show as a family, and, and, you know, we loved the show, but then at the end of the show, I was like, wow this is
0: cool <laughs> I, I tell you it's amazing to me of other musicians I talk to is the the inspiration they've gotten from either uh, the ed Sullivan show seeing yeah, sure. seeing Elvis or uh you know hearing the beatles and and kind of uh, reimagining themselves of hey if they can do it um maybe I can do it and that's I, it right and Isn't i think, that how
1: it- That's That's, all things in life; they're all related that way, you know.
0: Yeah. So you know, um, I hate to really pigeonhole anybody, and uh, so where would you say you sit as far as um, your musical interests? um, You know, rock and roll, blues. uh, You know, yes. What (laughs) playing it all, right? Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, I dabble in jazz. That's where I, you know, that's where I never really crossed the bridge all the way. I've studied it and I play little, you know.
0: So that's a, that's one of one of That's a of whole your,
1: other dedication, and because I loved it all, and got into the songwriting thing too. You know, so.
0: Okay, so let's fast forward to um, I guess I would think your early twenties or late teens. Tell me about some of the bands that you uh, you played with in, well, in the beginning at, of at your first, career.
1: I guess I guess it would start with West Houston. And okay. The, and the All Star Space Band, which was started out with Gary Brooks and myself, we were trio. So Gary and I were the All Star Space Band. You can take that or what you will.
0: <laughs> so for those of those, tell me about West Houston.
1: Oh, I, I, uh, West is a wonderful songwriter. You know, he started as a real folky. Um, and uh, we just we 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 did great on the island for years. You know, playing original music. Wow. You know, I'd work five, six, seven nights a week. Playing original music, so I, that's hasn't affected me at all. <laughs> you know, that, so I, there was no hope for me. It's like I just at an early age, you know, I found this songwriter, and I got to, you know, and I, I just kind of always loved backing up songwriters.
0: Nice. Know? so we always have the, the the ebb and tide of musicians and bands, you know, breakups and reimaginations. So, uh, if if I recall our earlier conversations, you were in a band called the Squires. Tell me a little bit about that. The Sheiks. The Sheiks. Right. All well, right. That's after, yeah. I'm a good after, listener, huh?
1: After I left Wes, um, I was starting. I was starting to write, um, but I also was, was writing some instrumentals because I was listening to a lot of jazz at the time and studying, and and I was way into Larry Carlton and the Crusaders. So so Wes would feature me on some instrumentals that I wrote. Okay. But the the Sheiks. When I joined the Sheiks, I was like the third songwriter, not not just oh really the side okay man who wrote some instrumentals. So you know, it's kind of I stepped up a little in that regard.
0: So, so in that group, what was uh, two guitarists and, and a drummer? What was the setup?
1: Well, yeah, well when I first joined. The guy I was supposed to replace, they they never let him go. <laughs> I showed up on the first gig and he was still there, so that oh, was a little weird. <laughs> but it was great. You know, we all knew each other. It was it was fine. Uh, but then it, then it was just uh, four piece: guitar, bass, keyboard, and drums.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, I tell you as I, as I look at at what's well, for a while we had a sax yeah. player too. Yeah. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, and you you played what in the Queens area or you expanded? No, I was
1: all over the round and right track in all the same places. I was playing all the same places. I was playing with Wes. I was playing with the Sheiks. Oh, that's yeah. great.
0: Yeah, you you know what's interesting? If we fast forward to today, and I have looked at the different um, uh, venues that that carry live music. What's interesting is is there's been a big wave of, of cover bands. You know that are renamed after you know a, a Tom Petty or We're what in have you. are
1: the age of the tribute now?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting even, and sad at the same time. Even I, I on think Broadway,
1: you know, they used to call them reviews. I guess right, right,
0: you right, know, exactly. Now that's
1: yeah, that's what you have to do to survive. I mean, if if you just if, if you just play covers, yeah, you, yeah just just to make make smart. just to if make it. You, just, if you have a favorite artists you like, and you, and you can do it well, you know, you can make some money these days. Right.
0: That, that's where I kind of reminisce uh, about, you know, a place like Neptune's and the Right Track Inn, and My Father's Place, and and all those guys who really took a chance on uh, up-and-comings, people who've uh, made it, you know, uh, in the industry. Uh, but it, it was, I think, a golden age of uh, original music. And you can still find it out there on Long Island. you got to hunt offshore. around a little bit. Uh, but you can find it, and the music industry has changed. But um, I remember you were telling me a story one time. Talk about inspiration. About uh, you shared a guitar teacher with uh, someone who's fairly same, famous, Paul Simon.
1: Oh yeah, oh sure. <laughs> Tell me yeah, yeah. a little bit about that. Oh, I'd I'd go see. That was Howie Morgan, um,
0: the late the late Harry Morgan. Late I'm sure at this Howie, point. Howie, yeah, the late Howie. Howie
1: Morgan. And my my dearie and I wrote a song for him It's on the record. Um, uh, but I would I'd go take a lesson and when Paul was in um Africa okay. doing Graceland. All right. He would write little notes to Howie, like saying like, Howie, I'm practicing, really I am <laughs> you know, so I'd get I'd get all you know so, with all the Paul Simon stories. So so
0: wonderful. what's what I find interesting about that is Graceland, which is a, is an excellent album that you No, know,
1: that's putting a model it's a Genius
0: album, Gen, genius album. Oh my
1: God!
0: And and yet, Paul Simon still had a guitar teacher, uh, yeah. which which you know, to to a knucklehead like me, I would think <laughs> you know, hey, once you make once you make it out there, who needs the lessons anymore? But right. um, that that really kind of plays to uh, uh, the humility of people to say, hey, you know what, I I I, I need to keep evolving and uh, you know keep learning about things. So um, howie
1: he, how he was coming from from very harmonic place. Okay. And for songwriters just to expand that, uh, you know, Paul and Paul was already beyond your typical singer-songwriter. Right, right. You know. Um, and not to not to use the word typical in the wrong way. I mean, some of the greatest typical songwriters are the greatest songwriters, but the chord structures are, are similar and simple when it's all about the story, you know. Exactly, but exactly. Paul took it you know he he took it somewhere else too harmonically different places and beautiful and and with the African stuff rhythmically forget it
0: yeah so yeah. let's let's just touch about because you are a singer songwriter you're you're a producer you you mm-hmm. produced a, a lot of uh, people's albums out there we're in we're in Mike's uh, home studio uh, right now which is melt
1: melts in your ears
0: studio yeah we'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> later but. Um, so tell me about your process just just as far as um, you know do you do you write lyrics do you do you work with anybody how, how I work
1: mostly with with li- one lyricist for years my great buddy Mike Deary. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will I'll have a chorus and a verse and he'll finish it or or sometimes I'll just have an idea a lyrical idea and and the music and he'll write the lyric. or sometimes he'll just give me a lyric And I'll write to that. So it's always different, you know. That's great. Mostly stuff starts with me, you know, on the guitar. On
0: the guitar. Yeah. And then then you kind of progress from there. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're going to take a a short break. And when we come back, we're going to explore some of the venues and some of the areas. uh, Reminiscing a bit about some of the venues that are no longer here and where uh, Mike plays around uh, the Long Island. We'll be right back. This is Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. We're the bridge between musicians and live venues. Come check us out, we're here to help you. Be well. Hey Mike, welcome back, welcome back everybody. This is the Long Island Sound and we're here with Mike Nugent. Mike, I gotta ask you this. Um, I've seen you play with a lot of different people which I I think is phenomenal uh, because you play uh, in a lot of different venues you play a lot of different types of music, which is 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 I think re- really great. But let's roll back a little bit. One one of your uh, most famous entities was um, Cadillac Moon. Tell me how that came about and what it morphed into.
1: Well, it, I before it was actually Cadillac Moon, I always kind of was writing and recording and and, and trying to get have a project, an original project. Okay. You know. Um,
0: what years is this? give me a, give me a, a time frame roughly
1: oh always seven you know
0: in the 70s yeah okay yeah, great. yeah.
1: late se- late 70s okay you know? great um and uh it just that just finally became Cadillac moon and we got to the point where we you know you'd go in and you play the bitter end you know do a one set you'd be original project you know you it would have to be a week night because everybody was gigging on the weekends. Sure, sure. So, but we we got Cadillac Moon once Al. So, uh, so who, are Al, the, members,
0: who are the members of Cadillac yeah,
1: Moon? Al Santori. once he joined the band and and um, and we had Sean Murray on drums and and Dave Noyes and Rich Campbell. That was that was the coup that really got off the ground. Well, that was the core. And, okay. And and when we realized that we would. <clears throat> We had to work weekends if this was going to be more than just an original project that played the in places around the city. or um, And actually, that's when Sean... Sean couldn't commit anymore because he had a family and he did, you know, union club dates on the weekend to make his living and pay his mortgage. Sure. And that's when Cliff Hackford came uh, came in. And he was like the sub we were using anyway. Nice. So the first record was Sean and the next three were Cliff, you know. Um
0: so I actually, a pressed record, pressed vinyl, I would assume was your oh, first. No, not CDs. They it were was CDs. Already, okay. They were already
1: CDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But, but uh, it was actually Rich Campbell who was um, business-wise. He was a real driving force in the band and songwriting. He, you know, but um, that's when he was saying, "Look, we got we got to play. We got to be able to play Saturday nights." Sure. If we, and and we made the commitment. And we did it, and we had a great run.
0: Started getting a lot better exposure. Now, I remember one of the, one of the interesting things. I remember having conversations with you. Is you actually got some of the Cadillac Moon uh, stories into the movies?
1: Uh, well, we did one. We did one of our songs. One of them, yeah, okay. In In, in The Devil's Advocate.
0: Nice. That's the, that's with movie. Al Pacino and, and Keanu Reeves. Our,
1: our scene was with Keanu and uh, Charlize Theron. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I was
0: blast you know kind of kind of put you on the map you know kind of separates you from the herd so to speak so uh
1: first 15 seconds <laughs>
0: of fame right yeah, yeah, yeah. well i think i think uh, you, you've got at least 14 minutes more of fame that we're, <laughs> we're going to ex- expose here so um cadillac moon eventually uh, morphed into into the walkers is that true or um, yeah
1: well, i ended the cadillac moon um it it turned into great Leslie Zeme great singer one of my favorite singers and we had a horn section and everything nice but we we we're doing less and less originals and I just thought it was time to put it to bed but uh, Al, Dave and Cliff and I were still getting together here and and writing and and recording nice nice and uh, we kind of became the walkers Cliff has moved away so we do a lot of work, the three of us. No All right, so is
0: he, he's off Long Island? Yeah. All right, we're he's... not going to talk about him anymore because this is called the Long Island Sound. So uh, once you leave Long Island, that's it, you're off. You're off. Uh, we can't, we'll, we'll have to even cut that, I think, from the audio. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. So tell me about uh, some of the places that you've played on Long Island that exist uh, still and that, uh, you know, some of the places, some of the venues, I'm interested.
1: Uh, well, I've been playing Crab Trees in Huntington, Which has been, it it was uh, Top of the Town, it was Fast Eddie's, it was all these Chesterfields. Right. Now it's uh, owned by Andrew Crabtree, who's a major chef. Nice. He was the chef at Piccolo's for years. So so it's an upscale gastro pub. So the food is still great. He does music one night a week. Yeah. I think he's doing a comedy show monthly, one, one, you know. Yeah. And he's just a pleasure. Great guy. So I climbed the stairs
0: right uh, you know it's you know it's interesting with with, ven- nice with venues particularly because of covid and 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 they're you know they're struggling you know, to, to survive uh, and along with that the people who work for these venues and including musicians we've you know have had to reinvent ourselves and find other uh income streams to make it work but you you played at, you mentioned the right track inn that was in Freeport yeah, right yeah that was it that, that's uh, gone right yeah, um right.
1: Uh, my father's place we used to do shows
0: at yeah the? what was the guy in my father's Epi one? Epi Epstein Michael Epstein yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw I saw you on a video podcast with them. so we, we got to get Epi on the Long Island Sound I'm sure he could tell us a story oh or two. my god
1: he'll have some stories
0: <laughs> so you, you'll play in restaurants you are play in pubs you know you, yeah. you've done some stage work you were in Nashville too at, at one point right well, I
1: got to play the Ryman Auditorium yeah oh man That's... with uh, Nancy Siriani. we had uh, produced a song that made a a charity record of all Paul McCartney songs was a tribute to Linda nice and the CD release party was in Nashville at the Ryman the record is called Let Us In Nashville Nancy brought me uh, the tune Calico Skies and we did it here
0: oh that's great in
1: fact recently I got the, the McCartney lyric book for Christmas yeah yeah and in the very beginning in the intro he mentions that the inspiration for Calico Skies came from a power outage on Long Island Wow. So I couldn't wait to tell Nancy that.
0: <laughs> it's it's amazing the thread the threads that that go through yeah. things, you know. So you what what I find interesting about your career and and your ability to play all types of music. I mean, you really, yeah, you know, h- hit the jazz, you know, some Spanish influences. Uh, tell me about some of some of the I'll, I'll say some of the characters that you you play with. Uh, well, right right now you you're you're doing a thing with Jim Small from Jim the Jim Small, Small. band. Yeah, it's it's song, called right? Take Two. Um, and very exciting and uh, do a few covers and some originals. So uh-huh. I, I think that's exciting, but. Tell me about some of the other people. Ed Travers, right? You play with Ed. I've been and- playing
1: with Ed for a long time, for decades. He, he's he's known for playing Jimmy Buffett. Right. So, so sometimes we'll do a, like almost a Buffett tribute. He'll always throw a few other things in. But some shows are almost full Buffett. Cool. Other shows are just great. His repertoire is so vast and all fun. Right. You know, very summery and beachy feeling, you know.
0: Yeah, so so you, you played with Ed. Uh, there's a gentleman that you yeah, just recently played with, John. Um, you just... Oh, John Cambacus. Yeah, tell me about John.
1: John, John. He, I met him in a, lo- in a local Mexican restaurant in town. Um, the town being Huntington, by uh, the way. Think, yeah, yeah, Quetzalcoatl was, was the place. Uh, we went. I went with Sharon, my wife, to have dinner, and and John kind of recognized me from playing with Toby Tobias. We had played out in, on the street. In, okay. Like okay. One door over from the restaurant, um, so he introduced himself. Next thing I know, I'm up there sitting in with them. Oh, that's but great. The owner was a sweetheart. He saw Sharon sitting there alone and brought her. Picture margaritas. That's <laughs> how so she wouldn't have to sit totally alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember we uh, we used to. Uh, I live on the south shore of Long Island. Mike's on the north shore, probably. That's good balance for us. Uh, I remember seeing you with Shannon Breeze uh, oh, yes. down at, at Pete's place, which is Carney's. Carney's. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, kind of like an interesting ramble uh, on a, a, a Sunday afternoon. And uh, yeah, a... we
1: we had a nice run run there. You're doing something. It, it would always be in the winter because on the south shore. Um, all, all the venues moved towards the beach, so he, right. he, Pete would hardly even do music in the summer.
0: Yeah, you had you had that exodus out to uh, Fire Island yeah. and and open venues, Everybody, which are yeah. always fun. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. what I find interesting too. So, so Mike, you are also a producer. Uh, you've produced other people's uh, yeah. albums. Linda Sussman uh, comes yeah. to mind.
1: Have, we're working on her fourth one right
0: now. Oh, that's great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, the last one with the COVID. She, she it was more of a real co, collaborative thing because she do all her tracks at home. I do mine here, and Kevin would do his at his. You know, right? Um, but uh, she just starting the fourth one. In it's fact, nice. I was gonna get to work on something when we're done here.
0: Well, you know what <laughs> is? You know what I'm excited about in the way that you approach things, Mike. It's you really have this. Uh, collaborative spirit about how you go out. uh, You know, you you don't restrict yourself. You go out and play. And if there's there's an opportunity uh, and you can expand your repertoire as far as types of music, I think that's really cool. But then I think what it does, it sows the seeds for when you start putting people's albums together. And you have these different musicians. You know, we have uh, Mike Guido. Is uh, Thank you, Mike, by the way, handling our sound today and, and trying to make my lousy voice uh, as smooth as uh, mm-hmm. jazz silk. But uh, uh, nonetheless, a little high expectations for you there, Mike. But um, what, I, what I find nice is now, after meeting these people out and, and playing live and getting to see... Uh, how they connect with an audience and their true spirit of delivering this music. Right. Uh, and now you bring them into the studio, and you have this concophony of of different influences uh, that go out there, which I, I find really cool.
1: Well, on Josie's last record, uh, I brought Jim in to play some harmonica. So that, Nice. So that was, that was her third record, and it was the first time we used
0: harmonica. Although so, she plays accordion, which is... Kind of similar sounding. (laughs) Neat, neat. So um, we're going to take a short break. And and when we come back, uh, Mike has a new album coming out. And we're going to uh, do a deeper dive into a song called Fading Out Fast. We'll see you in a little bit.
1: Come with no time for contemplation, everybody's out there on the road. With so many things to do, ain't it funny? How little gets done. Yeah. days I just be broken English, and the world made out of glass. Circuits are all overloaded, I'm losing contact and i fading. Of information seems no one's got that much to say. It's so getting harder believing that everything is gonna be okay. Gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. And the world's made out of glass Circuits are all overloaded I'm losing contact and I'm fading out fast Losing contact and I'm fading out fast The light of day, morning's almost half done. done. They say things are gonna get better, and the best is still yet to come. It's still yet to come. It's still yet to come, yeah. But these days I just be broken world's made out of glass Circuits are all overloaded I'm losing contact and I'm fading out fast Losing contact and I'm fading out fast Losing contact and I'm fading out fast, fading out, fast. Fading, out fast. fading out Fading out Fog all around me now And I'm fading out Fog all around me now All around me now Fading out around me now Looking for the cool, cool water But I'm fading out Fading. I hear the guitars playing all around me now. It's a fog all around me now. Fog all around me now. It's a fog all around me now, but I'm fading out. Fog all around. i long gone? long long I'm fading out fast. i around and-
0: Well, I tell you, Mike, "Fading Out Fast" is is really an interesting song, and I had the opportunity uh, to listen to this album uh, seven times, several times, uh, including uh, on on the car ride over uh, this morning. And just to speak about the album, what's the title of the album, Mike? Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I think that's the message we need to hear, particularly and as we start uh, getting out of COVID. Uh, but "Fading Out Fast," including the other songs, really have a very eclectic feel to it, and different types of music. So, talk to me about fading out fast. How did that come about? Who plays on the song, and, and um, um, how, did it, how did how did you how did you produce it? Well, the, the basic tracks
1: were cut um, guitar, bass, and drums live right okay.
0: here. Um,
1: I, I I don't even remember. I, I probably had to. I had the music.
0: Okay. Did and you I, write the lyrics, Mike? No, that's
1: Mike Deer lyric. Mike, Okay. You know? So I'm pretty sure I had the music and just sang the melody, and Mike wrote the lyric for me, and it, you know, and, and it, it worked out. It kind of came together. Yeah, yeah. And that's Sean Murray on drums, and uh, it's Kevin Kelly who mixed the record. Okay. Mastered the master record. Him, that's him on bass. He's amazing bass players
0: so when when you when you cut albums Mike you'll lay down all the tracks with the different musicians and vocalists in your studio
1: usually it's hard to get a live whole rhythm section in the room at the
0: same time so mostly
1: we just start with guitar and voice and then build around that
0: nice excellent so you've uh, so let's talk about the album release Um, now things have changed uh, you know through the decades of how people get music uh up into the cloud and, and onto the the uh, internet uh, use CD baby
1: Yeah, I just went with CD baby and they and they release it globally on all the streaming platforms.
0: So really I guess the key now is really to broadcast that out and advertise it. And, and, and get you get you out in in the field so what, what I found interesting Mike you do all these albums for other people right mm-hmm. and I, I, I what came to mind as I was thinking about this with my wife debbie last night you're like the shoemaker who who's uh, got a worn-out <laughs> pair of shoes because you're working on everybody else's shoes everybody's right. el- every, everybody else's album and and then you get to yours so this was a, a long time in the making from what I understand
1: yeah it was in the can for a long time and it, <laughs> And I procrastinated a bit, I guess. Right, (laughs) But it's finally out. Yeah. I didn't print anything physical yet. Right. Things with the pandemic are a little slow, so... But I I will print some, you know, to send out to to radio and and to sell shows. But right now, it's just digital. Well,
0: through the Long Island Sound, we hope to help uh, boost that that album. It's it's really... uh, I'm a little jaded about it. It's a really fantastic album. I listened to it with my... uh, my wife Debbie last night, and she's like, "That's Mike," because she's never heard you sing. Uh, you know, she always heard you accompany, and she's right, like right. that. And I said, "Yeah." I said, "It's really kind of a universal uh, album, you know, where you can find the joy in uh, different um, types of music. You know, whether it, it's a song that has an Irish feel to it, a song that has a blues feel to it. I heard a little bit of uh, a Mark Knopfler edge to it oh, uh, in some of it, which that's I thought funny. Was, you
1: should say that that." One of, Josie's uh, new release Josie who? Josie Bellow Josie Bellow new Kate? release one of the reviews mentioned Thai uh, Straits-ish Guitar sounds. <laughs> I said, I'll take that any day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in, in developing this podcast, what I what I find very interesting, and we call it the Long Island Sound, is really finding the joy in a lot of different types of music, whether it's reggae, whether it's soul, whether it's rap. There is uh, uh, what I would call a, a joyous truth to be found, uh, whether that's a, a, a truth you don't want to hear about, <laughs> uh, a lesson that you should learn. Uh, or a muse that you can uh, kind of explore and say, yeah, "Yeah, I can see myself in this song, or I can see my partner in that song." And I think that's that's really where uh, the beauty of it comes. So you've taken the album. The album's up on um, on CD, baby. I right. think um, early in March we're going to do a big splash uh, to advertise it and get it out there. Right. And uh, and hopefully get the band uh, together. The, yes,
1: uh, yes, we will be doing shows.
0: Yeah, we got, we got to do a promotion about that. So uh, w- when we come back, uh, we're going to explore another one of Mike's songs. So just stick with us. Are you a singer-songwriter who wants to take your music to the next level and you need some professional musicians and really that expertise to help you along? Well, check out Melts In Your Ears Studio. It's Mike Nugent's studio. If you like what you've heard here today, Mike's the guy who can make the connections, put the tracks together, and give you a quality product. Check it out. So we're going to dive into another one of Mike's songs from his new album. And before we do, Mike, uh, it's called Joyous Occasion. Mm -hmm. Just give me a, a little insight on how it came about. Then we'll listen to the song uh, if you will, and then we'll kind of explore and do a deeper dive into it.
1: So we were in Woodstock at a midnight ramble. Levon Helm and his band. Okay. And uh, Lee, they Levon didn't sing a note that night.
0: Well, he suffered from throat cancer, throat cancer. if I recall, yeah. I, I,
1: I had heard he was singing, but evidently they had just come off the road. I think they did seven gigs in ten days. And I always assumed that maybe he sang on those gigs and was was hurting or or whatever. But he didn't sing a lick. But the the way they were set up, we were in the balcony looking across the stage, and Levon was set up facing us, and his microphone would be here to to his left, so he'd be looking at the audience while he was singing. Engaging the the audience, gotcha, okay. But we were just staring straight across at Levon, and he just never stopped smiling. Oh, that's great. And even without his voice, which is one of the most unique sounding, distinctive, vocals. easily recognizable vocals, it was still one of the most amazing shows I'd ever seen. Wow. You know, we're in his barn. It's like being in his living room. Like it was bigger, maybe a hundred seats. Now, now, how'd
0: you come to find the how you come to find the ramble? How'd you come to find the barn?
1: Oh uh, oh well Mike Deary, okay. my songwriting partner, lived in Phoenicia and he drove the postal route okay part-time so he he used to deliver the mail there he knew exactly where it was so we went up to stay with him and he drove us there so and that's how the title of the song came out i'm sitting there with mike and we're looking down and levon just smiling like you know and i turned to mike i said mike this is such a joyous occasion and the light went and you
0: both and you both looked at each other and said the title all right that one we didn't write
1: it right away but but that's You know, title stuck around, and we got to it. Yeah, I
0: tell you, it's the connection of live music. You know, it can be come through your ears, but it come through uh, a presence on the stage. So, thanks for sharing that for us. And uh, right now, let's jump into a deep dive of the track "Joyous Occasion."
1: Wear your heart like an open book. Make each day a celebration. Let your smile Light up the room As we share This This joyous occasion A snowstorm For the holidays Can really make the scene The final set At Wimbledon with strawberries and cream. A baby with a gummy grin, dog with a wagon tail, big red sunset on the water, an evening breeze. Each day of celebration Let your smile light up the room As we share this joyous occasion As we share this joyous occasion
0: Now
1: the sense of feeling Lucky in love. Or winning if you're starting to gamble. There's magic in the music that comes with the midnight ramble. A joyous occasion Life is a party But we're only guests Bring what we can Try to make it our best But never set up Never settle with anything You're starting to gamble. There's magic in the music that comes with the midnight ramble. There's magic in the music that comes with the midnight ramble. Wear your heart like an open book and make each day a celebration. Let your Joyous occasion. Where your heart like hope and book. Make each day a celebration. Let your smile a light on the room as, as we share this joyous occasion. As we share this joyous occasion. As we share.
0: Mike, that was just great. It was great to listen to it again, and uh, interesting take that you started with uh, just vocals. Uh, what what brought you to what inspired you to do that?
1: Ah, it's just I, I just thought it was a you know great lyric. It's just
0: just run with the lyric, yeah. yeah. It's so just, so just who's the chorus,
1: and it just you know.
0: So who's on who's who's uh, who's who, do we, who are we listening to on this particular song? Oh,
1: that's Ian Patillo on drums. Who's now in New Orleans I miss him Good buddy Okay Um, Mike Leslie on bass And uh, Mark Mancini on piano Um, Tom Frioli My buddy
0: On the violin On
1: violin And that's um, Tony Barker And Rory Kelly
0: on the background. Okay, Rory Kelly again. Again, whose dad I think uh, Kevin, mixed everything amazing
1: down. Amazing engineer, great guy, great bass player. Yeah, nice.
0: So l- let me ask you this: in 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 cutting this song, is everybody in one room? Uh, you know, how? You know, are are you are people remotely uh, doing their particular track and sending to it? I'm really curious how um, how that kind of comes together.
1: Again, I'm pretty sure that was just based around the, off the guitar.
0: Okay, but you know. but was everybody in the room?
1: Oh wait, you know what? We might have we might have cut that with the band. You All right, know?
0: so you, so you really did procrastinate on this, like because oh, yeah, your, your memory your memory shot. Ago. <laughs> so this is many years in the making, and then you know changed.
1: It started with Sean on drums, and it ended with with uh, Ian on drums.
0: Right, right. You know. So you know what I, you know. What I find, you know what I think is great. Even though it's uh, and I'm busting your your balls here, Mike. Is uh, you know it's in in the can for a while, and then and then you get out, and you, you finally you know you have the time, and and you produce the album. But what I find so interesting is, is just the title, Joyous Occasion, is, is kind of what we're all yearning for, right? Yeah. We're waiting for this uh, pandemic uh, to get to our Yeah, our that's new why normal. I waited to release <laughs> it. That's it. right. Oh, very instinctive. He's brilliant. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, jo- he's an oracle. He looks into the future and says, no, it's like a fine wine. It hasn't had its time yet, and now it's the time to release. Man, I, I thought I was full of horseshit, but that's pretty good, Mike.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a great, great song, uh... I really uh, encourage everyone to, uh, to go onto all the, uh, the major platforms. You'll find it on Spotify. You'll find it on, on Apple Music. And uh, download it, buy it, uh, reach out to us. Uh, Mike has a website. It is called com, and you can find uh, information on how to contact Mike there. So uh, when we get back, we're going to pick Mike's brain for a couple minutes at least and talk about the Long Island Sound, that elusive thought of what actually makes up the Long Island Sound. We'll be right back. Everything's Gonna Be Okay, the new album by Mike Nugent and the Blue Moon Band. Check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, and all major platforms. You're gonna love it. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Mike Nugent. This is Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. And, Mike, what I'd like to kind of jump into now, and and this is, you know, uh, what we call the podcast is the Long Island Sound. And my take at the Long Island Sound, just for those who are not from Long Island, there's actually a body of water between Connecticut uh, and Long Island, and we're very uh, grateful that we're separate from Connecticut. No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) called the Long Island Sound, a beautiful body of water. But it's a play on words that I believe there's a, quote, Long Island sound, a diverse sound of music on Long Island that has influences from around the globe. I mean, we're right outside New York City, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're kind of the stepson, stepsister to New York City, and uh, a lot of people play out on Long Island. So what I wanted to talk to you, Mike, was you're a unique musician in that one you're a multi-instrumentalist which I think is just kind of great but then you've opened yourself not to be tied into one uh, genre of music so kind of tell me where you've kind of gone with it um
1: well the guitar just guitars everywhere unless now if you talk to Mike Guido (laughs) doing sound for the younger bands you know just no more guitar solos Unless it's rock, really a rock and roll thing, right? Um, but I just, I just love where the you know where the guitar goes. I've, yeah. been, I, th- I've been playing with John Cambacus, and and I always knew who the Gypsy Kings were, and I'd heard their music, but I'd never really played any of it.
0: So, what style of music does John play? What, what classifies? Well, it
1: he calls it like Spanish rumba. Okay, you know. Or we do some Bossa Nova style, and they, they kind of blend.
0: So I assume he's playing it on a nylon string yeah. guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I, so I had to buy that nylon guitar. I just had to buy it. <laughs> so so
0: you always accompany him with a nylon, or do you Oh, yeah. Use...
1: yeah, we play with two nylons, yeah. Okay. And, and he, you know, he does Gypsy Kings. You know, he does a lot of different stuff.
0: Is it mostly instrumental Mike, or is no, it... No, 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 no. We do some
1: Sting songs that, that he sings, because Sting is very into that mic.
0: yeah. He's got that jazz influence as well, from yeah, what I yeah, understand. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, uh, yeah. Maliba would do a tune to his, and, you know, that so, whole so flamenco I would, f- So let me style. ask you a
0: question. So I would think that I would expect to go to a Spanish or a Latin restaurant to hear that type of music, but that's not always the case on Long Island.
1: No, no. I'm, I met John at the Mexican restaurant. Sure, yeah. Thinking he was Spanish because he sings in Spanish, but he's Turkish. <laughs> um, last night we played at uh, Sangria, okay, which is a Spanish restaurant, right in Island Park. Um, so we're just perfect for that,
0: right? Now, did you did he play in Crab Trees as well?
1: Yeah, we played Crabtree's Thursday night. But
0: but Crab and Trees is not no. A...
1: But it was funny. You know, it's first time up there for him. I've played there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and he, he we weren't. It was the first set. We weren't really getting a reaction yet. Okay, you know, so he was little, you know a little, a little down time, and out. A little, you know. But then Andrew, the owner, was such a sweetheart. I I told him about. It. He said he said you're here because you're so different. Because that's, that's what I had said to John. I said John, they this is very different for for, for this crowd. They, right. They're not used to hearing this kind of music, and Andrew was. Great, so That's why you're here. I want all different different stuff. And and the next couple sets, you know, a few more people. We got a little reaction, and and it's all good. You know, right, right. I'm well, still learning that 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 whole style. You know,
0: that's great. So you get you got that Spanish influence. Obviously, you play the blues, right? So you've been in different venues for that. That's
1: why I named the record, you know, the Blue Moon, the right, and Blue Moon, because I wanted to keep the. As a writer, I I tend to write, sing a song, okay you know um but as a player i've played a lot of blues and i love the blues so i just want to keep that connection hopefully it'll work right conceptually maybe we'll along the way maybe we'll say well you know let's just do this kind of record or let's just do that kind of record but Right. Until then, I just love playing it all, and the music is for the people. I just want to get it out there. You
0: yeah, know? It, you know, it's interesting when you, when you at least uh, my perspective on some of the venues that play live music, there are venues that, you know, they'll do uh, the cover band and the DJ, okay, and, and fill that and look for a cert to attract a certain uh, crowd for that. And then there are uh, those venues that say, you know what, I don't want to follow the crowd, I want to be somewhat different with the entertainment that I present. They take it actually a little bit more seriously and they're willing to experiment. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, if I had to spread the gospel of the Long Island Sound around Long Island, I would invite uh, venue owners to really reach out and look for those uh, original songwriters who can connect with the crowd and really deliver something new to their ears. Yeah, they can mix in a couple cover songs and people like familiarity. In what they like to enta- entertain, but um, I—that I, would be my wish, I guess—for uh, for Long Island, you know, moving forward. And who knows? I honestly, uh, as uh, the restrictions begin to lift, as uh, people, uh, 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 you know, as we deal with this pandemic, I, I think there's going to be a big influx uh, and and a need uh, for live music. Uh, That—that's yeah. that, my hope. I, I think there's there's such a back. Uh, draft of this that's waiting to come out, so um, I'm really kind of encouraged by it.
1: I, I think everything's going to
0: be okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a little plug for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: numbers seem to be coming coming down, and we, you know, yeah, winter winter will be history soon. And hopefully, as we come into the nice weather, nothing else hits us. And and I think we're getting closer to herd yeah. immunity the, thing. You know, the
0: other thing is too podcasts like this, other platforms, whether it's a Facebook live stream, we've seen a lot of our friends who will just get in front of uh, a camera and put up a, a electronic tip cup and, and sing, sing to the microphone and, and the camera. Uh, and God bless them. It's It's got to be a different type of um, uh, way to approach things. Because uh, I know when I've seen people live, when I've seen you live, you get that audience participation and that, that spirit you feel from the audience that can yeah. take you in, into new directions. So uh, there's kind of a yearning to, uh, to get back to live music. So, um, so each week on, on the, uh, the Long Island Sound, we're going to explore uh, the different genres that are out there and uh, like to invite any musicians that are out there that would like to talk to us and give us their stories out there. We'd love to have you as a guest. Just go to uh, gigdestiny.com. I really want to thank you, Mike. Uh, you know what? It's
1: been my pleasure.
0: I, uh, we can we can account for our bank accounts and what we own. The one thing we can't uh, account for in life is our time. So when you're generous with your time, it's, it's really a blessing. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please subscribe and comment and let us know what you think and let us know uh, what direction you'd like us to take. And we'll see you. Be well.
1: So long. Thanks, Steve.
0: Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.